It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Welcome in to Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, we'll preview Braves and Phillies as the playoff roster is officially out. Richie Grant has taken a definite step forward, and you have to treat sacks like porn, in my opinion. I'll explain all of that next. Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome in on a Tuesday morning on, on uh, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We are brought to you by Bet Online. Want you to head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into that search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. We are also free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Download us for free today. Leave us a, a five-star review. And, of course, you can find us on Amazon Fire and Roku. Check us out on those platforms, and follow me at JMCH316 on my Twitter page. Braves and Phillies get cranked up today, 1 o'clock. Now, look, I know it's not an ideal time, and I said this last week. I thought they'd be like a 2 o'clock start. I, I knew it would be an early start today because, in reality, when you talk about time zones and things like that, not even so much about the sexiness of the matchup, but everybody's playing today. So, you know the Yankees are going to be prime time. You know the Dodgers are going to be the, the late prime time. Okay, the Astros probably wouldn't play at one o'clock because that means a, a noon start there. So just logistically, this is kind of where the Braves' life is for today. Then they'll play at four thirty coming up uh, tomorrow. We got the rosters out just literally a few minutes ago as we're, as we're recording it. So Spencer Strider is on the roster, so that's good news. We'll talk about that in just a second, but he is on the roster. Marcelo Zuna is on the roster. Tyler Matzik is not on the roster he's dealing with some elbow soreness he's headed down to texas he's having an evaluating look at so no matzik for this round of the playoffs but azuna did make it and most importantly is spencer strider is on now snicker said earlier this morning that strider's going to throw a session from the mound and they're going to see no decision has been made it's going to go freed and right in games one and two no decision right now it's tbd on game number three now why is Spencer Strider important for this? Not just from the sense of we know how good Strider has been, right, through throughout this season. But if you look this year, Strider against the Phillies, 
is 4-0 with a 1.27 ERA. 4-0, buck 27 ERA. Morton is 0-1 with a 5.47 ERA. So ideally, obviously, if you can pitch Strider in game three, you know, it's a big advantage over, you know, letting Charlie Morton have to pitch in what, you know, if it was a meaningful game or whatever against the Phillies. He's been rocked around this year. Look, Braves were 11-8 and against Philadelphia this year. At home, they outscored the Phillies 38-31. to Max Fried gets the ball today in four starts against Philadelphia. He was 0-1, but he had a 3-1-3 ERA. The only thing that concerns me about Freed was the fact that in 23 innings, he gave up 23 hits. He did also have 25 strikeouts to only six walks and only gave up two home runs, but that also ties him for the most of any team. So we only gave up a couple of home runs. Here's the deal, okay? Braves need to get off to a good, quick, early start in this game. Ronnie Dansby set the table. Now, they have uh, Ranger Suarez pitching for Philadelphia today. He's a left-hander. That means Harris will hit ninth in the order. He'll hit third when they get Wheeler and Nolan, those guys rocking and rolling against the right-handers. But against the lefty today, expect him to hit ninth in the order. Top of the order has to get this thing going. Now, Riley hit really well against Philadelphia this year. I think he hit 350 against Philadelphia. So I expect the middle of the order to be able to drive in some runs. But to me, this will be defined by a couple of things. One is get your two guys at the top of the order doing what they do best. Get on base, create havoc, run around like crazy. Real Muto is a terrific catcher. He's one of the better catchers, both offensively and defensively, in the game of baseball. But those two guys create so much havoc for pitchers and defense. Now, when we talk about defense, Philadelphia is not a very good defensive team. Remember how Keith Hernandez said that he stopped wanting to broadcast games as a Mets broadcaster when they played Philadelphia because they were so bad fundamentally in playing the game. But Philadelphia is not a good team defensively. And defense gets magnified when you get to the playoffs. You get guys on base. It puts pressure on pitchers, puts pressure on defense. Playoff baseball is all about creating havoc and putting pressure on the other team. Base runners get scarce. You've seen even in the wild card, right? You've seen guys go extended period. You know, Musgrove, throwing seven innings the other night on the road in a, in a deciding game. That's the kind of performances that you look for. So get your top two guys on base, start going out there and creating some havoc, put pressure on the Phillies defense, which is not very good and get off to an early start. The longer this series has to go, the more confident Philadelphia feels because they're going to rely on their superstars. It's going to be Schwarber and Harper and those guys. That's the guys that, those guys either come through for them or they don't. It's pretty simple for Philadelphia. Your stars are stars or you're not going to win this series. I'm immensely confident that the Braves will handle this. They've handled Philadelphia. I know 11-8 and eight isn't spectacular, but they've been able to handle Philadelphia and they've outscored them much better on their home field than they even did in Philadelphia's ballpark. But getting off to an early start, getting your two guys up at the top of the order, getting them on base and doing their thing. I, I'm going to be curious. Let's say the Braves get a 2-0 lead in this series, okay? Maybe then you don't have to force Strider to pitch in game three. If you're down 0-2 or 1-1, maybe Strider's got to figure out a way. I mean, I think that's how they're going to deal with Strider is they're going to first look at his health. Can he be healthy enough 
to go out there. There's even talk about they'll use him as an opener, right? Even if he only has to pitch like three or four innings, let him be an opener, then hand it over to your bullpen. You know, the loss of Matzik is very interesting because, look, obviously Schwarber, Harper, those guys are left-handed hitters. You'd love to have the lefty Matzik coming out of the bullpen, but elbow discomfort. So that's something to watch. Braves are a much better bullpen than what Philadelphia is, but not having your lefty to go out and take on Schwarber and Harper in the middle of that order, that that could that could be interesting to watch and see how the Braves handle that. This is where Minter and some of those guys, you know, Minter's really especially got to step up and, and be that kind of stopper against left-handers. So I feel good about where the Braves are in this series. Max Fried needs to go out and have a, a good start. Um, Suarez this year, by the way, one and two versus the Braves with a 321 ERA. If you remember, the last time Suarez pitched against the Braves was a six six innings of shutout baseball. So he has had some success against this Braves lineup, but it's playoff baseball. Get your guys on base at the top. Create havoc. Get some things going. Force the defense to have to make plays. Put the ball in play. You know, outs with no contact become a premium for pitchers at this time of the year. And Freed has 25 strikeouts in 23 innings. I expect Freed on his home field, on his home mound, to go out there in a game like this and go out and rock and roll today. I expect full tilt boogie. So I think the Braves will handle this series, but getting off to a good start, not getting down in the series, not getting behind too early, all of that's going to be key. Get out, flex your muscles, show them who the better team is, and I don't think the Braves will have that much of a problem with this series. Well, I want to talk about my friends over at Bet Online. Listen, Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. You want to get in on the action? Baseball playoffs cranked up today, right? Divisional series now. We're rocking and rolling that. We're two days away from the next week of the NFL season getting cranked up and going. College football has a huge weekend this weekend. And yeah, don't look now. Right around the corner is the start of NBA season. You want to get in on all the action? Best place to go is betonline.net. Take that mobile device. It's super easy. Mobile device, betonline.net. Esports, betting, stats, podcasts, news, Everything that you need to be a smarter, better is available at Bet Online. So head to betonline.net today. Get in on all of the action. It's super easy to use. Check out all the information that they have there. Get in on the action. Betonline.net is where the action starts. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com/offer/seriousxm. You know, one of the guys that we talked a lot about through the offseason and I was really looking forward to seeing this year was Richie Grant. I was super high when the Falcons drafted Grant coming out of Central Florida. And what I loved about him is he was a really good combination of a guy who could come up in the box and take on the run or a guy who could help you out in coverage as well. And when you watched him play at Central Florida, he was a ball hawk kind of safety. And I was super excited about the idea of him being a part of our kind of revamped, renewed whatever it is, reinvigorated defense, whatever reword we're trying to use for what the defense was going to be. And obviously last year was a very transitional year. He only played about, it was somewhere between 20 and 25% of the snaps last year that he got a chance to be a part of. Didn't really get to see a whole lot of them. 
you know, was trying to learn his way and get himself on the field. And Dean Pease talked a lot about Richie Grant over this past offseason, about how much he's grown, how much more of a role that he can have. And now Hawkins and Grant are that new starting safety combination for this team. So a couple of numbers to talk about Richie Grant. Pro Football Focus grades him out at a 72.5. He's got the fifth highest graded uh, number on this Falcons defense. When quarterbacks have targeted him this year in coverage, quarterback ratings are only a 26.4 rating against him. He's got the fourth highest pass coverage grade among safeties. And of all safeties in the NFL, he grades out 17th among 83 eligible guys to grade out at safety. So he's 17th out of 83 in the NFL this year. And look, it's great to see this kid get the kind of start that he has. Look, he's had his moments too that he's learning. You know, he he made a couple of kind of like head-scratching plays against the Browns a few weeks ago where, especially on the big Nick Chubb run, that he kind of got turned the wrong way and took the bad angle and all this and the other, and Chubb just trucked it on downfield. That's going to happen. You know, he's still a guy trying to, learn the position and trying to figure some things out in the NFL. But you have to be really happy about what Richie Grant has brought to this team. And we think about how much more of a role safeties play today, right? I mean, you're always having five defensive backs or more on the football field, right? You spend more of your time in nickel and dime coverage than you do anything else. You know, a third corner in today's NFL is basically a starter because most teams play 60% to two-thirds of their defense in nickel or more coverage. So that means, you know, your Isaiah Olivers, your D. Alfords of the world, those guys have to be on the field a good bit. But you need your good safety play as well. And that's one of the things that Grant and Hawkins both have done a good job of. And now you see that, look, some guys jump into the league and they can make that transition quicker and easier. Some guys need some more time, even for a second-round pick. Look, they're doing the same thing with Troy Anderson that they did with Richie Grant last year. Rather than force him in, rather than just dump him in there, you know, rather than just expose him immediately, put him in some packages that he could be successful in, put him in some opportunities. Now, look, injuries may dictate some of this. I mean, as guys get hurt, you don't have much of a choice to to put a guy in. But otherwise, you create situations and scenarios where you think that these guys are going to maximize what their ability is. And last year was very sporadic with Grant. This year, though, he's definitely taken that big leap forward. And I don't know what Richie Grant's ceiling is. You know, again, I, when we start talking about safeties of the last few years, right, we start talking to Cam Chancellors or Earl Thomases and guys like that, right, or Harrison Barnes and people like that. I don't know if he's going to be one of those guys. I don't know if he's a, a Pro Bowl safety. Here's what I do know, though. You know, we haven't had a ton of great safety play for this team over the last handful of years, right? You know, we've had good, but maybe not great safety play. Ricardo Allen was a guy who that was the very definition of what a Dan Quinn player is. If you went, if you created a Wikipedia page that said, what is a Dan Quinn player? Ricardo Allen would be the picture that you would put up on that. And I like Rico and I've talked to him and had a chance to interview him several times and great dude. And he was a good player. He was actually drafted by Mike Smith. That regime drafted Ricardo Allen, but he fit what Dan wanted to do. And he became the captain of that defense and he wasn't outstanding, but he was a really good and a really serviceable safety. You know, hopefully Hawkins and Grant are taking that next step forward. 
again, would I love them to be to grow into what Chancellor and Thomas and those guys were for Seattle handful? Sure, that's that would be our hope for all of this stuff, right? Think about the highest ceiling imaginable or what have you. But give me a guy who's both good in coverage and can come up and take on the run and find a way to be a ball hawk. You know, certainly Grant had the one interception that sealed the game a few weeks ago. He obviously is a guy who seems to be finding himself around the football. So we start talking about these guys and reasons why the Falcons have gotten better year over year. It's guys like Richie Grant. It's guys that are taking that step forward from year one to year two. You know, Ogan Deji's a guy like that. Taquan Graham is absolutely a guy like that. And we talk all the time about how you're going to get your personnel better than this than the other. Look, if you've seen the latest numbers for the Falcons coming up in the offseason, they're not going to have $100 million of available money like everybody was bragging about for so long. The, re the realistic number might be 80, but it's probably somewhere in the 60s, which is still a ton of cash and you can still do a lot of things. But you're not building your team through free agency in the NFL. You need guys to come in that you drafted and develop and establish themselves. Well, Ogundeji, Taquan Graham, and now Richie Grant, all of those guys on this defense are taking that step forward. doesn't mean that they're all going to be all pros and pro bowlers and, and this, then, and the other, but no defense trots out 11 pro bowlers. You need guys who fit your system and can make some plays, and Richie Grant does that for this team. Does that mean he's perfect? Does that mean he doesn't have – no, he's still trying to learn and grow in this position. We just talked about a couple weeks ago against the Browns. He had a couple of plays where it was like, oh, what's he doing? What position is he in? And this, that, and the other. But you see the growth and the numbers bear it out. 72 and a half pro football focus grade. Fourth among safeties in coverage. Okay. Fifth highest graded player on their defense. There are things that are trending really well for Richie Grant. And one of the big problems that this franchise has had over the last handful of years is you look at some of our second round picks, you talk about like, you know, being boom or bust you know, the Jalen Collins of the world and things like that, where you don't know what you're going to get out of some of our picks. You can't afford to swing and miss on first and second round picks in this league if you're going to develop your franchise and take the next step forward. And that's why it's so important for Richie Grant to try to take that next leap. You know, you're not going to find a whole bunch of fifth, sixth, seventh rounders that are going to come in and way outplay their contract. The, the, the chances of finding you know, Tom Brady's at, at their draft position are few and far between. You got to build it around when you get your first and second round picks, build those guys up. And Grant was a guy, second round pick, you know, working himself in, didn't play a whole lot. And you see that that seems to be sort of the philosophy of what the Falcons do, right? You know, Ebicady's a guy that for a lot of teams, because of where he's drafted, would have jumped right into a starting role. But they liked the jump that Ogundeji was making. So you don't have to start him, but you mix him into the rotation. You get him a good percentage of snaps. You get him 35, 45, 50% of the snaps on defense and work him in. And now when you look at Richie Grant, where he was 20, 25% of their snaps last year, he and Hawkins are somewhere in the 95 plus percentile of snaps this year. That's a big leap in one year for a guy. So all good on the Richie Grant front. Hopefully he continues to grow. And look, another one of those pieces that if you want to tell me about how the Falcons get better as a team, as a whole, you need your second round picks like that to amp their game up.
I want to talk about my friends over at Built Bar. Listen, head to Built.com today, and I want you to check out their extensive menu of products. Look, we've talked about the protein-infused marshmallow puffs, right? Low sugar, low carb, low calorie, but high in protein. So you've got a whole mix of different types of protein bars, marshmallow puffs, everything that's available to you at Built.com. So what you want to do is head to Built.com today. Check out the menu. Go through all their products. Check out all the different things that they have. Try some of the different flavors. We just got a nice little random goodie basket uh, full of different flavors out there. I'm trying a few new ones, right? I told you before about the s'mores that they had as a special. That was tremendous. I'm trying some of the new different flavors that they have out there. So check everything out at Built.com. Put together your order there. Take a look at all their products. And when you get that order together and you head to checkout, I want you to use the promo code Locked on 15, L O C K E D O N 1 5. Locked on 15, you'll get 15% off your order simply by using the promo code Locked on 15 at checkout. Head to built.com today, check out the wide range of products that they have, get that order, and save yourself 15% by using Locked on 15 as the promo code at checkout. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com/offer/seriousxm. Well, if you watched the Monday night game last night, you saw Chris Jones get a sack on Carr last night. That was another one of those roughing the penalty, head-scratching plays because they said he used the full force of his body in going down. Now, when you watch the replay of it, I have no idea how the lineman is not supposed to fall on top of a guy when you're taking him to the ground. Like, I don't know how anybody tackles like that where, because you can't sling him to the side as we saw on Sunday with Grady. You can't roll him over so you don't land on him because that's a penalty. Then you can't drop him straight to the ground and land on him because that's a penalty. So the national media has been bringing all this up about what are the solutions? Because the NFL has a problem now because this is getting ridiculous in tackle football that we're getting to the point of there's no way to define what a sack is. And people are coming up with all sorts of solutions review every play or this or that or whatever. Okay, how about this? Here's my solution. Treat sacking the quarterback and roughing the passer the same as you treat pornography. Now, what do I mean by that? The famous definition of pornography years ago when somebody was asked about what is pornography, they say you'll know it when you see it. Isn't that what roughing the passer is? I know what roughing the passer is when I see it. You know, I know what having bad intentions when you sack a quarterback is when I see it. I don't need it reviewed. I don't need to go under a hood. I don't need to call New York. I don't need to get a a committee. I don't need to get a BCS computer involved. I don't need to get robots out on the field and figure it all out. I know what roughing the quarterback is when I see it. I know what a late hit is on a quarterback when I see it. Why can't officials just use common sense in defining it? You know, the referee after the Falcons game spoke to a reporter and he started going in this whole folder roll about what the rule is and this, that. I mean, it's the most 
ridiculous thing you'd ever heard of in your entire life. It just was all nonsense, just gobbledygook that he was throwing out there. Why can't referees and officials just use common sense? You know what roughing the passer is. You know what a late hit is. We don't, I'm not for, I, I mean, if we don't have a choice, then yeah, review it. And I'll, But again, is that where we need to be at in the league? That if, if an official can't be trusted to make the right call on the field, well, then what do you have the officials for? Why not just make every play that they run a reviewed play? Why not? I mean, bring the robots out and, and let them, you know, run it through. They got the lasers and all that kind of stuff. And they get out of control. We call Will Smith in and he wipes them all out. But again, treat it like pornography. You know what roughing the quarterback is. You know what a late hit is. You know what a cheap shot is on a quarterback when you see it. There's nothing about watching Grady's play that told you that he was trying to make a dirty play on Tom Brady. The Jones sack last night. He's not trying to make a dirty play. But how do you tell a defensive lineman not to fall on top? Isn't that what tackling is? You wrap a guy up and you hold on to him all the way through so that you get him to the ground. You don't wrap him up, get him halfway, let go, and roll out of the way. It's not physically possible to be able to do the way that they do it. And, yeah, you know, Rich McKay sits on the competition committee, and they're going to bring this up. Here's what they're going to get. You're going to get a whole bunch of talking heads together in a meeting room in New York trying to figure out what this is. Well, you know, it's the thrust and the force. And again, they're going to they're gonna talk about it in, time, in, in terms like it is pornography, thrust and force and pounding and all this kind of stuff, right? We're going to get all those terms anyway. So why not just treat it like that? You know what it is when you see it. We don't have to go in there and create a textbook definition. We don't need to review every, because they want to review every pass interference, every sack, every this, every that, lower this, the that, the that. My God, what play are we not going to review with replay? And by the way, we've had all this replay and it still hasn't made the game better. All the replay that we've thrown into sports and it's still, we still get blown calls all the time, don't we? No matter how many lasers, robots, um, replays, committees, booths, hoods, everything else that we incorporate, basketball, baseball, football, everything. Everything's got replay in it. And there's still blown calls. And everybody's still crying and moaning about all the blown calls. I know the response is, check me, we're trying to get the calls right. Cool, I get that. You're still not getting them right. With all this replay, you're still not getting them right. You're not getting them right at a higher percentage than you were when there wasn't any replay. So, look, again, if there are no other options, sure, start reviewing. That won't drag the game out any longer than what it is. But why can't we just have common sense when it comes to looking at what this is? Let these See these two things here? See this? Okay? I got 50 years of watching this. I promise you, stick me on the field and I can tell you when a guy's got a cheap shot or doesn't have a cheap shot. It ain't hard. This ain't hard. I can tell you when a guy is roughing the quarterback. I can tell you when a guy is taking a dirty hit on a quarterback or he's late hitting a quarterback. It isn't hard to figure out. But we put so many definitions in 
And instead of just letting guys play, because here's what's going to happen next. I know that they're overreacting, but here's the thing, okay? If they were so damn worried about player safety, then why did Tua play at all? Why didn't the NFL just step in and say, hold on, we're overriding this whole thing? You know, they had no issue dropping him on his head, stumbling around, gets up and plays, and then they said four days later, go back out there, kid. Where was the league and all that? The league, remember the league had a settlement with the, with the in the concussion settlement that was like half a billion, and the judge said, uh, this ain't enough money. You got to up the ante a little bit. They paid out a billion dollars and didn't learn anything. Why can't we just use common sense in all this stuff? Why is that concept so difficult without replays, robots, hoods, everything else we got to go underneath and do, right? New York, committees, booth, you know, all these words that don't have to be associated with a play on the football field. And I get you don't want quarterbacks taking hits like they did in the old days. Cool. You can look at a guy and say, okay, you can't hit a guy like that. They got the slide rule and all this and the other. Quarterback don't want to slide, then then guess what? He's going to get knocked. Sorry. I mean, if he doesn't give himself up, which is the whole point of the slide, then he's going to be fair game. And if a lineman comes in and hits him with a good shot, that's it. But you can't you can't hit any quarterback with a good shot. You can't do anything. And how does a player know what is and is not? Arthur Smith talked about, I got to coach my way through. I got to coach your way through it. There's no consistency to any of it. There's no way to know. Do I hit him hard? Do I not hit him hard? Did I roll him? Did I not roll him? Did I, did I thrust and pound him and pump him and this and that? Again, treat it like it's pornography. You know it when you see it. You know what roughing is. You know what a late hit is when you see it. I don't need all the other ancillary things and New York committees to help me figure all of that out. All right, well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen every day. Make ATL Day 1s your second listen every day as my friends Tanita Batiste and Jarvis Davis. They got you covered at all things in the heart of the city of Atlanta. They are free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Find our page, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. We are also free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Find us there, check us out, leave us a five-star review. Amazon Fire and Roku. Check us out on those platforms as well. If that's the way you get some of your information, check us out. We're available there. And of course, follow me at JMCH316. We will check out what the Braves did today. We'll talk about that tomorrow. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com/offer/seriousxm. 
Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy thanks to amazing odor control. Fresh Step Clumping Cat Litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.